Money. You can't really get through life without it. Some people use it to define success, others use it to attain freedom. Whatever your motivation, you need to know how to earn it, how to use it, and how to grow it. This is Tilly Money. This week, we're changing things up a bit and looking back on our archive of conversations with inspirational women. We always ask our guests, if you could go back and give advice to your 21-year-old self, what would you tell her? And we always add if she would listen, because we know we can be stubborn in our 20s. This episode is a compilation of some of our favorite answers to this question from our guests over the past year. Enjoy. Think. It's very, 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 very hard to balance family and a very busy business. So if I was to go back and have a chat to myself in the early days, I'd probably warn myself about that, Mm. that giving yourself extra time with your family is really important. It's an important um, investment emotionally um, and to do that in in sort of meaningful ways um, is is probably something I'd warn myself about because it's easy to get very distracted with the 101,000 things that come along with trying to run a successful business. And we all struggle as women to to find that balance and it, it just seems to be um, something that, is insurmountable a lot of the time, you know, mm. to, to try and find that time. Um, but as much as I make time to work on the business and, and that financial side and the creative side, it would be good to, to form a pocket of time that is really just for yourself and for family. I think the one thing that I would try and give her is just to, you know, not be squeamish about money. It's not an embarrassing thing to talk about. It's not an embarrassing thing to to understand and to know more about. You know, there's no shame in profit. And um, and I, I think, yes, from my from my family background, that just wasn't something we ever really talked about. But I, I do think that that's, well, yeah, it's something that I'm wanting to hand on to my kids now. So I would say buy property mm. to a youngster. And I have said this to, to my own 17-year-old son, mm-hmm. buy property. And I wish that I had bought property in my 20s. Mm. Um, I didn't because I was largely like traveling for work yeah. in different countries. And so we were just renting wherever we were because we didn't know how long we were going to be sure. in that country. So mm-hmm. so we we're just renting. But I wish, wish, wish that I had bought property mm. back in my 20s and got on the, got on the property ladder. Um, because I do remember in the early 2000s when I was still in my 20s, not yet 30 um, and going over to Sentosa Cove. Do you know mm. where Sentosa is? It's that little luxury mm. sort of resort island yeah. that's um, to the south of Singapore. Mm. And um, my husband and I went over and we had a look at a property that was just mm. actually off the plan. Mm. And at the time it was $1 million mm. in Sentosa Cove. And we ummed and ahed about it and we thought, oh, wouldn't that be nice? Wouldn't that be lovely? Mm. It was on the beach. And, and we thought, oh, no, look. 
1,000. That was our $1 million. That's way too much. You know, I won't, yeah. I won't, I won't be so, you know, yes. so silly and buy a $1 million property. Well, I had a look at how much those Sentosa mm. Cove properties cost now. $18 million. Wow. Yeah, if only. Yeah. If only. Yeah. And I keep on thinking about sliding doors. Yeah. Like if we had bought that property and it was worth $18 million right now, um, do I regret that? Mm. Sure. Part of me thinks, mm. wouldn't that have been nice mm. if we were that close yeah. to literally buying this $1 million mm. property off the, off the plan? But then I also think um, had I bought that property and we had $18 million, mm. Um, it would be a very different life than we have today. And mm. are we happy today? Mm. Yes. Mm. Do yeah. I really enjoy what I'm doing today? Yeah. Yes. Mm. If I had $18 million, maybe I wouldn't be doing mm. what I am today. Maybe mm. I would have stopped work a long time ago. And what a pity mm. that would have been. Yes. Yeah. I wouldn't have met all these wonderful people through work. I probably wouldn't have met you. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't be sitting here today. Mm. It would be literally a sliding doors moment yeah. where you go in a completely different trajectory because you've mm. got all that money. It's interesting you say if she listened because <laughs> the, the timing of the advice is everything, right? Like people have to be ready. Yeah. So I don't know if she would have been ready, but what I would say to her, a few things. Firstly, I would say make decisions based on love and not fear and not based on what society or your parents or so-and-so wants you to do because every decision made out of fear will unravel. And every relationship entered into out of fear will unravel. Mm. And I've experienced that firsthand. Mm. The next thing I say to her is start listening to your intuition. So we've been taught with our schooling system to think from the head up. Okay. So I would be advising her to pay just, if not more attention to what's going on in your heart. Okay. So giving that a little bit of relevance, not just what's going on in your head, like, you know, how do you really feel? Like you're feeling into decisions and does that feel right, you know? Um, I would tell her to not be afraid to follow a different or alternative or, you know, unconventional path if in doing so that is true for her. She does probably what? I Honestly, I think I wouldn't tell her anything. Yeah. And the reason being is you've got to get things wrong to learn, right? You've got to actually lose money to feel it hurt to make sure you learn that lesson. So I would I would just sort of pat on the back and say, good luck, honey. Mm. Um, <laughs> all the best <laughs> with all that. Because you think back at your life and you, and look, there's some terrible things that happened to me, like everyone, and, and, I've, and, I've, and I haven't been the nicest person to every single person I've come across. And I, and, and, you know, I could have done things differently in my life. But I look at all the things that I have done and right or wrong, good or bad, and I'm the sum of all those things. And I'm actually happy with where I am at 54. And I think that no matter what happened has happened to me in my life, if those things didn't happen, I wouldn't be who I am. And so I'm okay with that. I'm, I've come to peace with, you know, all the ups and downs in my life and gone, no, nah, I'm happy with that. I would tell myself that indecision is a decision. Mm. and to just act Mm. and and I think that probably comes through with my my property ownership story Mm. of waiting for the perfect circumstance it may maybe it won't come and get on with things Mm. so you know make decisions Mm. Uh, and I think that I you know I I, I could have I I don't have regrets obviously Mm. um uh, but I 
I found myself because I didn't act, mm. you then get into the spiral of, of chasing something and the market moves. Mm. And so then when you thought that you were ready, then you're not because the market's moved on you. So you got to save a bit more. Mm. And so I just think um, in a lot of aspects, just act, mm. like make a decision. And, you know, with the information you've got, you know, I wish that I would tell myself to, to have just acted with the information I had at that point in time, just to have made the best decision I could have, but make a decision. Being more assertive. Mm. And I think that um, women sort of shy away from being, uh, you know, assertive um, because, you know, it might not fit the the mould where I think if I had been a little bit more assertive, not only with myself um, but with the surroundings around me, um, you know, who who knows what would have come from that. Mm. Um, You know, asking the next question, you know, whether that be, can I have a pay rise or whether it be, can I have a coffee so that I can understand what you do or whether it be, um, you know, tell me, you know, I, I'd like to meet someone with a job role that looks like X. Do mm. you know someone who does that? Mm. Asking that next question, whatever that next question is, you know, having that curiosity I, I think is, is, is really important and that would be, you know, I, that I think I would told myself. Well, I would say, uh, based on my experience, be assertive. Um, don't let other people, you know, uh, tell you what you can or cannot do. Uh, make sure, of course, that you've got the tools to do what you want to do. When it comes to money, start thinking about your financial independence really early. Don't wait until later in life. And start saving early as well. And like I said, don't feel like you should depend on anybody else for money. You try and, uh, you know, as much as you can uh, for your career, your passions, whatever pathways uh, to, to build your own wealth, because it's really important for, for females to be independent financially. Uh, that gives them, uh, you know, that sort of um, confidence uh, and, and, and a peace of mind. I would have taken more interest in money. I absolutely needed to do that. I didn't think about it for such a long time. Um, I got married. I had kids. I, you know, built, you know, house. You know, we had a house, the, the usual thing. Um, and I realised how important it was. I would have started saving up, particularly in superannuation, Right from day dot, when I when super when compulsory super came in, it was only three percent. Mm. Remember that, Maureen, back mm. in nineteen ninety two. Yes, came mm. in. Mm. I was pregnant with my first mm. child. Three percent. I said I can spend that. Yeah. I, I I need that money. Yes, yeah. I totally resented it. Yes, I did mm. not want to put this three percent into mm. this amorphous thing, which mm. was going to pop out when I was sixty. It yeah. wasn't and even you never thought. saw yourself as being sixty. You mm. don't even recognise yeah. no, yourself. No. Mm. You've got no mm. idea. No. So I thought that that money I could spend it on, you know, mm. making ends meet. But uh, if I'd known what I know now, I would have put more in mm. to super back then and mm. concentrated on it and actually added to it. I mean, I'm trying to think back to my 21 year old self. I don't think I was an overly um, anxious child in that I, I, I didn't angst about big decisions back at 21. Um, because I think sometimes you hear about these decisions and people say, oh, you know, tell them not to worry about this, not to worry about mm. that. But I actually think at 21 I wasn't that worried about, mm. <laughs> about things. Mm. I, did, mm. um, I did grapple for a while there um, 
you know, I can still remember it when I was, I'd, I'd become a lawyer and we went on a tour of the Sydney um, Children's Hospital and, of course, I met these incredible doctors who were saving these lives and it sounds very cliche, but at the time I thought, what am I doing? I And I, I went and sat um, the exam to get into medicine and I, I got in and I, I grappled, I, you know, I spent a lot of days and nights worrying about I've made the wrong choice. Do I go and, you know, go and start again and and, and, and try and study um medicine I'm thinking I'm a, I'm a woman I want to have a family as well how am I you know am I going to be finishing university at the same time as trying to have children you know I remember thinking about that a lot um and so I suppose and, and I think now back to it thinking well I was really looking for that career where I you know I felt like I was challenged both professionally but I also felt that I had that um, ability to to give back in some way or that I had a you know probably a strong social conscience that I was yeah, and so the easier answer is just, well, if you go and study medicine and then become a doctor, you always feel good about what you're doing, mm. um, which you know, is a really one-dimensional way of looking at it. So I think if I was to look back then, I'd say, well, you know, don't panic that, you know, if you follow what you you, you believe in and, and you trust what you feel in your gut, that you'll find your own path um, and that you, you know, don't don't make these, um, you know, don't look at everyone else, I guess, and think, oh, well, I best be, I'm better off doing something that they're doing because I think that'll give me more fulfilment. But I think if you just follow your own individual path and stay true to what you feel is right for you, um, then you can't, you know, you won't go wrong and you and you won't have regrets and and you won't miss out on opportunities that you, you, um, you know, you really should take. That's really such a strong message, Sophie, that those words you just said, you'll find your own path. I sometimes reflect on where I was at 21 and think, you know, could I have, or like, would I have changed how I did things? And I don't know if I would have, just because I feel like whatever you learn and do, it ends up, you know, influencing your life. So I don't know. I think that I would just encourage my 21-year-old self to sort of try as many wild and wonderful things as you can, you know. Like a 21-year-old life, life is so uncomplicated then for most people. Um, and I just feel like sometimes now people just take themselves too seriously too early and I just feel like if if I could have um, spent less time worrying and more time experiencing like, you know, the wonders of travel and um, not worrying so much about where my future would end up, I think I probably could have just had, had more fun and mm. got more experiences that would then help me now. In regard to money, um, I would... Tell her to listen to the 29-year-old Margaret, who I can still recall um, the day, you know, when, when I left my ex-husband, we had small debts and money owing all over the place and we just, you know, things hadn't been managed well at all uh, through a variety of reasons at the time. And, and I can remember coming home from work one day and I had the three kids, they were all under five. As I said, I picked them up from daycare they were having a bad day, I was having a bad day. And I got a knock on the door from someone. I, I'd actually I had raised enough money and a, a, a low income earner's loan to be able to buy my ex-husband out. So I had bought him out of the house, but I had no money. Um, and when we owned the house together, we hadn't paid our rates for a couple of years. And this particular council decided that they'd play tough and start arresting people for oh. not paying their rates. Mm. So um, I can remember answering the door with a little baby on my hip and here is a guy who has come to arrest me. But Goodness. Not to break. Mm. So it was um, one of the local sheriffs. So he 
he took a bit of pity on me and said, look, I'm going to give you 24 hours to pay it, or, you know, I'll come back. I remember going onto the lounge and sitting down and crying. And what I said to myself was two things. I said the first thing that I, I, I told myself was I would never, ever be in that position again. It was just horrible for me. I would never, ever be in that position again. And the second thing that I told myself was that in order to never be in that position again, then what I needed to do was I needed to think differently about money. And instead of looking at opportunities that might come my way with suspicion and go, well, that could be another scam or why would I try that or I wouldn't be able to do that. Instead, I promised myself that every single opportunity that ever came my way in terms of the capacity to make money, I'd look at it, I'd try it, and I would only reject it once it didn't work for me rather than reject it before I even tried it. And that's what then got me on the road to listening to different ideas. I mean, I tried everything. I tried network marketing, decided it wasn't for me, but I tried it. So I, I tried everything that came along, had a go. When it didn't work, at least I could say I gave it a go. So that's what I'd tell young Margaret. I'd tell her to look at opportunities and rather than be suspicious about them or reject them because you think you can't do them or make a decision about them without even trying them, then you need to give them a go first and then reject them mm. if you need to. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. To keep up to date with all of our content, follow us on Instagram at tilly.money. Thanks to Ixon for our intro music.